Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's nothing better than to be in the presence of the Lord. In that sweet, sweet place where we can find comfort, where we can find refuge, where we can find everything we need. Oh, there's nothing like the presence of the Lord. Come on, soak it up today, wherever you are. Soak in that, soak in that, soak in that for a moment. I don't want to move on right away. Just allow that beautiful and peaceful presence of the Lord to just come all over you, to just envelop you, uh, to wrap you up. Uh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that you would meet us in this place. Thank you, my God. Oh, we love you, Father. And we are so honored that you would meet us in this place today. Oh, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. In the name that's above all names, the mighty name of Jesus. And all of God's people said, amen, 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 amen. Oh, we serve a faithful and awesome God. Oh, it's so wonderful to be back with you. And I am so honored to share and break the bread of life tonight. I thank our senior pastor, Dr. Mark Rivera, for the honor of doing that today. It's been a couple weeks. As many of you guys know, I've, uh, I've been a little under the weather, but today I'm feeling rested. Today I'm feeling refreshed, and I want you to know that I am ready uh, to bring the thunder. See, I understand that the enemy has tried to send some storms uh, to attack our leaders, uh, to attack our families. Uh, he's trying to flood out our hope. Uh, he's trying to inundate us. Uh, he's trying to break us. Uh, but I'm here to let him know that we at Primitive Christian Church are not having that. God's word is going to break through those storms with a thunderous roar this evening in the name of Jesus. So we're putting the kingdom of darkness on notice. His word will come forth tonight and break the chains that have people bound and bind up those spirits that are trying to attack our people. Oh no, he's not going to do that on our watch. And so today the Lord has asked me to share under the topic bent but not broken. Bent but not broken. And today we're going to be talking about the story of the crippled woman in Luke 13, verses 10 through 13. Now today I'm picking up right where we left off on Sunday. Pastor VG shared with us a powerful word, an exhortation to make sure that we are singing through the storm. And if you're going through a storm today, you absolutely need to continue doing that. But I want to piggyback off of her message and talk about what we are to do after the storm has passed. See, we don't understand the true impact of a storm until after it has passed. 
It's not until the days and the weeks following that we get a clear picture of the damage that may have been caused. And so over time, we can see the impact of those storms. We can see how they may have displaced things that weren't tied down. We can see how they may have peeled back the roofs of houses like wrapping paper. When we go back and inspect the land, we can see trees that have been bent back, metal signs that have been bent, even flagpoles that have been contorted and bent. See, it's in the aftermath of a storm that sometimes things seem like they've been so badly damaged that they almost feel like they're beyond repair. If we can be honest, some of you watching today may have been through a few storms and you feel like you've sustained some damage from those storms and maybe as you look out, you don't find any hope. Oh, you feel so hurt. You feel so broken. You don't even know who you are anymore. But I want you to know that we serve an amazing God that can heal all things. So let's turn to the Bible to see what it has to say to us on this topic, bent but not broken. Turn with me to Luke 13, where starting in verse number 10, the word of the Lord reads as such. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues. And a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised the God. Now this is a short but powerful story and at the core we see a humble woman who found her healing in Jesus. A woman whose situation was so serious that she didn't even have the strength to stand upright. A woman whose journey paints a picture of how many may find themselves today. See, some of us, beloved, are walking around hunched over emotionally or hunched over spiritually because over time, the pressures of life, over time, the difficulties and the disappointments, the storms of life have bent us out of shape and the pain is so strong and the shame is so overwhelming that we can't even straighten up to see Jesus. Oh, some of us have lost so much hope that we've just resolved. This is just the way it's going to be. And so we've stopped calling out to the Lord for help. But I believe, beloved, I believe uh, that powerful things happen when we invite God in to take all that has been bent, to take all that has been contorted, to take all that has been twisted around in our lives and restore them to its original being. Oh, yes, you may find yourself in a place where you've uh, sustained uh, some damage from the storms. Uh, 
But I want you to know that bent uh, does not mean broken. It's the beginning of something beautiful. And so what can we take away from this short uh, but powerful story today? Number one, I believe this story teaches us that pain can change the way we see the world. It can. For 18 years, this woman had been crippled by a demonic spirit. Let's stop for a moment and think about what that was like. Nearly two decades of shuffling through life, head looking down, looking down at people's feet, unable to look at the sky above her, unable to look people in the eye. And as we consider this story through the lens of modern science, uh, the, this disease is probably what physicians today would call ankylosing spondylitis, a progressive inflammatory disease that would cause uh, intense stiffness uh, and pain in the bones of the spine. And so early in the course of the disease, sufferers would find that the pain was somewhat relieved as they leant forward. And so as they go through the day, leaning slightly forward, gradually their spine begins to fuse. And the more they lean forward in order to relieve the pain, the greater the angle until the patient becomes, becomes perpetually hunched forward. As was the case with the lady in our story. And so what might have begun with lower back pain ended with horrible and permanent deformity. Oh, and just like this woman, brothers and sisters, some of us have been prog progressively deformed by our pain. Maybe our issues started small and because we tried so hard to numb the pain, the situation only got worse. So much so that it's even changed the way we look at the world. Oh, like this poor woman, so many of us have lost our ability to look up. We've been so contorted by our pain. We've been so oppressed by our pain. We can't look our families in the eye. We can't look our pastors in the eye. But even worse, we can't look God in the eyes. Oh, sadly, some of us have become so accustomed to looking down that we can't see the forgiveness waiting above us. And so I ask today, beloved, what in your life is crippling you from receiving the blessings of Jesus? What is crippling you from receiving his forgiveness, from receiving a new life, from finding a new purpose in him? We cannot allow our pain to change the way we look at Jesus. Oh, I believe he's calling us forward to get our breakthrough if we would only lift our heads and see him. Oh, the second thing we can take away from this story, oh, I'm so excited about this one, is that there's still healing in the house of the Lord. Oh, and such was the case for the woman in the synagogue. We don't know how she got there. We don't know how long she was there. But we know that she found a way to make it into the house of the Lord with an issue 
that would have stopped most people in their tracks. Oh, a problem of this magnitude would have interfered with everyday tasks, would have interfered with social relationships. It would have put a strain on her organs, affecting her health in various ways. And yet, and yet, despite the gravity of her circumstances, nowhere we find her. She was not on the side of the road begging for help. She was not commiserating with her girlfriends about how difficult life was. No, somehow, somehow, this courageous woman made her way into the house of the Lord. Oh, and we know that she came to worship. We know that she came to hear the word of the Lord. And although she did not ask for healing, the scripture does not say that she called out to Jesus. She knew that something powerful would happen when she entered the house of the Lord. Oh, beloved, if we can just find our way back into the house of the Lord, if we could just find our way back home somehow, if we can find the strength within us somehow, if we can just find the courage to return back into the loving bosom of our Father, we will find Jesus waiting right there to heal us. We will find Jesus waiting right there to restore us we will find him there waiting to make all those crooked crooked things straight oh he's waiting there for us he's waiting there because I believe that there's still blessings here in the house of the Lord. I believe that there's still breakthrough in the house of the Lord. Oh, I believe there's still healing in the house of the Lord. I believe there's still deliverance in the house of the Lord. I believe there's still signs and wonders in the house of the Lord. I believe there's still miracles in the house of the Lord. So come back home, beloved, and get your breakthrough through oh God still resides in this place so come home come back to the house of the Lord and get your breakthrough oh the third thing that I believe we can glean from this powerful story is that restoration will always win over religious rules see in verse number 12 it says that when Jesus saw her, he called her forward. He invites uh, this brave woman to the front of the synagogue where he had been teaching the congregation. And as I picture this scene in my mind, I imagine a hush as she moves to the front of the room with all eyes on her. This unnamed woman no one knew who she was. No one knew what was so special about her. And she draws closer to Jesus until she's right in front of him. And it's there that he declares her free from infirmity. It's there that he reaches out and lays hands on her. Now, in our modern context, this may seem like a perfectly acceptable thing to do. We do that all the time here at PCC. But we need to understand how scandalous this was in Jesus' context. 
See, with that one act of compassion, Jesus had broken quite a few religious rules. First, there was the issue of healing on the Sabbath. His actions uh, spark a debate with the synagogue leader concerning uh, the appropriate ways of honoring the Sabbath. But also consider these things. Men were never to acknowledge a woman in public. Women were considered property and not worthy of acknowledgement. Jesus also called her to come to the front of the assembly and based on religious law that was sacrilege and could contaminate the entire temple. The belief was that if she was under demonic oppression, she must have opened the door through some sinful action. And if she was unpure, anyone that came into contact with her would also be unpure. And then finally, Jesus lays his hands upon her. Another serious violation for only husbands could touch a woman and it had to be his wife. And yet, Jesus knew the rules, but the suffering of this unnamed woman was more important than the legalistic rules of the religious leadership. See, people will always trump process in Jesus' eyes. Oh, and you and I need to learn that lesson today. The extension of grace from, for someone who is suffering should never, ever be contingent upon the right religious rules. The gospel of Jesus Christ is good news for all people, including and especially those that are hurting. So as we go about our lives today... We need to remember that restoration should always win out over religiosity. And finally, brothers and sisters, one of the last powerful lessons that I gleaned from this short story is this. Broken people can become whole disciples. Oh, once Jesus declares healing and lays his hands upon this woman, she immediately straightens up. There's no hesitation. There's no gradual process. Jesus' touch instantaneously expels the demon because greater is the power of the spirit of God within Jesus than the power of the unclean spirit that had dwelt in that woman no matter how long. And what does she do? How does she respond? The Bible tells us that she isn't quiet about her breakthrough. No, she straightens up and praises God. Although she may have walked in feeling discouraged, although she may have walked in depressed and disillusioned, she still made it her business to be at the synagogue on Sabbath. She still worshiped. She still listened to God's word. She still had her faith. And as a result, she walked out whole and was able to praise wholeheartedly. 
Oh, I don't know if you've ever heard the praise uh, of someone who's just been touched by Jesus. Someone who's just been rescued. Someone who's just been changed. Someone who's just been transformed. There's such a, a beauty in that worship because they're so deeply grateful for what God did for them. And I imagine that that was the kind of heartfelt praise that came out of the lips of this unnamed woman. And so that passion, that desire, that earnest gratitude for God should never, ever be absent from our worship, but should always push us to be the best disciples we can be. That gratitude to God for what he did for us should push us to be the most fervent followers we can be. It should push us to be the most diligent students we could be. It should push us to be his most faithful servants. Because when we remember how broken we were, and what God did for us, my goodness, it should make us want to shout. It should make us want to lift our hands. It should make us want to dance unto the Lord. I don't know about you, but Lord, I am so thankful for what you did for me. You rescued me from that miry pit. So I'm going to follow you the rest of the days of my life. And the world will know that my shouting and my singing and my praising is for you you and you alone. Oh, once we've gotten our healing, we have to straighten up and praise the Lord for he has been good to you. He has been faithful to you. He has been so wonderful. Oh, so we can't just get our healing and leave. No, we have to straighten up and we've got to praise. I don't know who you are today. I don't know what storm you may have gone through, but Jesus is longing to touch your life today. He wants to take away all the pain. He wants to restore you. He wants to heal you. But when he's done, you need to straighten up and praise him. Oh, if your marriage is a mess today and you're feeling heavy from the burden, let Jesus touch you and then straighten up and praise him. If Satan has you bound to addiction, let Jesus lay his loving hands on you, then straighten up and praise him. If you feel depression or fear or anxiety tormenting your mind, let Jesus lay his hands upon you, then straighten up and praise him. Come on, somebody. Jesus Jesus wants to touch you and turn things around. Maybe you're discouraged because you've lost your job. Maybe you've been hurt or rejected. Maybe it feels like you can't even look up. Let Jesus place his loving hands upon you. Then straighten up and praise him. Oh, beloved, we cannot be touched by Jesus and stay the same. We have to straighten up and praise him. Although we were once broken, oh, we need to serve him wholeheartedly. Oh, because sometimes the most broken people, oh, make, make the most whole disciples. 
So we need to straighten up today and let the world know that it's because of him. It's because of him we escape death. It's because of him we've been transformed. It's because of him we've been made new. And we need to praise with every bone in our body, every breath in our lungs. We need to stand up proudly and praise him. And I want you to know that there will be a day, there will be a day, when we're all gathered one together today, not with this socially uh, distant separation, but we'll be gathered today as a people that were once broken but made whole in Jesus. And we'll be able to worship and we'll be able to sing and we'll be able to shout and we can straighten up once again and praise his holy name together as one glorious choir of restored disciples. Oh, I I don't know about you, but that makes me excited. God wants to do something incredible in you. Oh, you may be hunched down because of the pain. You may be oppressed because of the pain. You may be bent out of shape, but I need you to know today you are not broken. Let Jesus touch you and deliver you today. And let me let you know you can trust that whatever is crooked, whatever is out of shape whatever's not looking right whatever's not working right God will straighten it all out if you just allow him to lay his healing hands upon you today oh God sees you and you don't even have to utter a word. He already knows what ails you. He already knows how to cure you. If you would just have the courage to just come back to him, come back into his presence, my goodness, your whole life can change. Today, today, God is giving you one more chance. God is giving you another opportunity to come back to him. Allow him to restore you. Allow him to heal you. Allow him to deliver you. But most of all, allow him to love on you. He will make all those crooked things straight. If you just come close enough to allow him to lay his loving hands upon you. Let us pray. Almighty God, we thank you for this powerful reminder from your word, my God. And I thank you because this is a timely word for your people, right, Father. I sense it in my spirit, my God. I know that some of your people have come through storms, and as they look around, there's deep damage that they've sustained. Oh, they've been hurt, and and they've been dented, they've been bruised, they've been scarred, my God. And, and sometimes it doesn't feel like they can even look up, God. But I thank you, Lord, as they have had the courage today, as right now they are recommitting to come back uh, into your loving arms. I thank you, Lord, that you will heal them. I thank you, Lord, that you will restore them. I thank you, Lord, you will take what was bent, you will take what was broken, and you will make something beautiful. 
I thank you right now for the restoration of your sons and your daughters. And we promise, my God, we declare right now that after that, my God, we will shout from the mountaintops of your goodness, of your faithfulness, of your mercy. We will straighten up and praise you for you deserve it, my God. So for that, we rejoice. For that, we celebrate. For that, we give you the glory and the honor in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Come on.